Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with your co-host, the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice, and his wife, Jeannie. Michael and Jeannie share with you the wisdom of the ancient Aramaic internal process of forgiveness. They offer tools and support five days a week. They will support you in building a solid foundation within yourself to live in pure love. In Aramaic, Rachma. Michael is the author of Why Is This Happening to Me Again? For more information on Michael and Jeannie, please visit www.whyagain.com. And now your co-host, the forgiveness doctor, Dr. Michael and Jeannie Rice. To the brightness within you and the truth that is rooted within me. Happy Friday. Today is October 30th, 2015. Hi, Michelle Pichet, filling in for Jeannie, and I'm here today with Dr. Michael Rice and Dr. Timothy Hayes. We warmly welcome you to the show, and thank you for choosing to be with us. The call-in number is 646-200-4169. If you press 1, that will put you in the queue, and we can pick up your call and chat, answering your comments and questions, which will strengthen your practice of forgiveness. So, let's welcome Michael now and continue our conversation about Aramaic forgiveness. Hey there, young lady. Thank you for being available on such short notice. We are actually driving from Springfield to Theodosia. We were actually supposed to head back here yesterday. Uh, However, uh, we ended up with some Internet problems, which we had gone up to do an Internet project that our Internet at Heartland won't handle, and then we got cut off from it, so we ended up having to spend an extra day and one of the projects we did was to uh, to take a defective mattress back. So we are driving down the road with rain threatening overhead and a mattress on the roof of our car in a plastic bag. So just hold the space and it stays dry. Looks like it's going to. And otherwise, we're on the road again and uh, heading back to Heartland where we'll start making our final preparations to uh, to head to um, St. Petersburg, actually, a little town just south of St. Petersburg where we're going to be Pretty much, except for the intensive in February, where we'll be in Orlando, or intensives, we'll be in Ellington, Florida, just on the south side of uh, of St. Petersburg, and working on completing Why Is This Happening to Me Again? Jeannie, I don't think she's got a title for her book yet, but she's working on it, and so we're going to be writing away and learning about social media and upgrading our website, and Jeannie just did a lot of work on that last night, and so things are rocking. And uh, thank you for being available on short notice to support and assist in uh, bringing it all together today. And uh, by the way, that uh, awesome piece of music that the the show opens with, if you uh, if you want to listen to it, you can go to our website. And a uh, young lady that uh, came to uh, one of our workshops out in uh, Berkeley, California, a couple of years ago, 
sat in three workshops and came back the next night or with uh with that song written and uh about two months later had it recorded and they gave us permission to use it it's pretty cool uh whole uh her whole experience of uh, stepping out of carbon-based memory and uh living as a, a human being living as the active presence of love so pretty cool and today our uh our theme it looks like from uh the contact we've had with folks in yesterday's show is going to be the leaving issue and it's it's kind of interesting how the leaving issue for people and and it just kind of speaks of how transparent the smoke and mirrors are the leaving issue usually comes up for people when they think they're going to be abandoned you're going to leave me therefore the solution is i'm going to leave you first you may never have been leaving, but I'm going to leave anyway just to make sure that you can't do that to me. And it's, you know, I mean, it just speaks of the nonsensical uh, thinking process of what we call the non-being mind. And uh, Jeannie had a question from someone uh, yesterday who couldn't get into the show and uh, got a text. And so she said she would answer it on the show because the young lady couldn't be available but would be listening to the archives. So I'm going to hand the uh, the headset over to Jeannie so that she can share that question and uh, and her input on it. Thank you. So um, the lady wrote me an email, and she said that she didn't know exactly how to work on it, where it was coming from but said when things are chaotic in her life, her children are arguing and fighting, and she's told them 20 times to quit, and and they're not listening, and and it's like all the stress is up, and and what she wants to do is just leave. And that, you know, she's never done that before, but that's what's in her face, and that she's so anxious and and the buildup and everything of it and what to do with it. So I answered her in the email, but I told her we would address it here on the show. And I said, you know, first of all, it's probably what your power person did. And I said, whether they actually physically left or whether they just mentally and emotionally withdrew. And so when everything's chaotic and you feel like your back's against the wall and the stress is up and and you can't feel like you can't take it anymore, then what you're going to want to do is leave. And so I gave her three solutions to to start working on it and I said the first one is to do worksheets around either being left or people withdrawing or herself you know withdrawing she said she hadn't physically left so that wasn't it but you know it could be in the genetics and then I gave her a mind shifter I am safe and it is healing for me to stay when there is nothing but chaos in my world And then the third thing was to make a commitment to stay and to take leaving off the table. And it kind of tied in with a conversation that was had uh, the other night when we had our support group here at Heartland. And someone was talking about, you know, who they thought their power person was, but that their power person was only, you know, angry or or rageful or whatever 1% of the time. And I started to share then, but I said, you know, it looked like several people were already packing up their books and were wanting to head out, so I didn't because I knew it would go into a different topic. But So it fits in perfect here, and that is, you know, I always, when, since I've been doing this work, have said that my mom was my power person. And, you know, the um, feeling like, you know, I needed to, to walk on eggshells or do whatever to 
keep her happy. But then what I found that I ultimately do when I feel like the stress is up and and the chips are down is I want to leave. And mom has never left. And so it's like, you know, I mean, she, she would withdraw to some extent. But what I finally tapped into was that it was my dad. And my dad, and, you know, Michael can attest to this, I mean, 99.99% of the time in my whole entire life, you know, he has been the gentlest soul that you could ever ask for. I can only recall, you know, in 60 years, three, four maybe times that he even raised his voice or appeared irritated in any way. And what he did was we had a farm and he always went to the farm and he still goes to the farm. And I could make excuses for that and say, well, you know, he's got to go take care of the animals or the hay or the whatever, and he he needs to be there. But as a child, what I saw was that he left me there with Mom, and Mom and I were in conflict. And so I felt like he abandoned me. He did, He wouldn't take me with him or protect me. And so all those things were going on in my mind as a child. And so when I feel like there's, you know, the stress is up, and even to the point of, you know, what Michael just said, that in my life when I felt like someone was going to leave me, then what I do is, is I'm going to, okay, I'll leave first. And it's kind of like a, you know, I can't control how much it hurts if you leave me, but I can control if I hurt myself by leaving. It's, it's craziness. But um, it's like having some kind of control, even if it's control of my pain. You know, it's crazy. But um, so Your power person doesn't have to be a rageful, angry, terrible person, but you do their behavior that you saw them do to survive. And, you know, perhaps, you know, I've never talked about it with my parents, but perhaps that's how they've been married 60-some years is because over half the time they're in two different places. But, um, you know, leaving was probably his form of survival, even if it was at an unconscious level. And so that's what I do is I pick that up, that that's what I need to do is to leave, to be able to survive. And so making a commitment to stay and to work through whatever comes up and then doing the work around, you know, feeling like I need to withdraw even from my own life. So that's what I have to offer. And so, Michael, do you have anything to add to that or perhaps Dr. Tim does? So let me hand this back over to Michael. I'm driving. All right, great open some really uh, powerful and subtle types of uh, of energies with that conversation and one of them is um you know for for the uh lady with the email that you got about telling her kids to stop fighting the first step there would be that I'd suggest you never give that command to your children again, that in the future, if your children are fighting, you sit down and teach them how to forgive and how to come back to a space of peace. Because the command to stop fighting, of course, the unconscious doesn't hear stop. The unconscious hears fight and tends to reinforce it. So so that would be one piece of the puzzle. And so teaching them peace, and of course, to do that, you have to learn it yourself. And it sounds like uh, perhaps there was uh, a need to escape that when specifically seeing as how the children fighting was what was mentioned is that perhaps there's a a painful content in your file on fighting and the stress of that 
that's activated when you have a goal for the children to be at peace with each other probably resonates the brain cells from early life where there was fighting in your space and it wasn't safe. So some worksheets around those issues and and the need to escape because it sounds like the the leaving is about escaping that pain that is still inside of you. Otherwise, you'd be at peace teaching your children peace when they're in that fight mode. And until you resolve that, until you can go inside and forgive, remove the whatever it is, the fear, the pain, the sadness, the grief of having been in environments where there wasn't safety and there wasn't peace, as you do that, you'll be able to more and more create a space with uh, with the children of peace and harmony. Jean, did you have another thought on that? Yeah, and you actually kind of tapped into a little bit of it there when you said that, you know, if, if you removed the fear and the fighting within yourself, that you could be at peace when they're still, you know, fighting or whatever. It brings up the story, and I use this often in my workshops as an example. You know, uh, in the scriptures it talks about Yeshua walking on the water. There's this huge storm going on, and the disciples are afraid in the boat, and they see him, and Peter says, you know, I know that, you know, Master, if you ask me to step out, that I can walk on water too. And so he's like, well, come on. And so he does. He steps out of the boat, and he's walking on water until he starts looking. The same storm is going on. Nothing has changed in his circumstances whatsoever. And he's able to walk water until he starts looking at the storm again. And when he does that, then he sinks. And that's what we do in our life. You know, if we remove from within us the fear or the anger or whatever, that's going on, the exact same circumstance might happen. You know, the same people might come and say the same things and act the same way or whatever, but if we have cleared it from within us, regardless of the storm going on around us, we can stay at peace. We can walk water. And I just want to throw that in. Cool. There's a little bit of rattling there. We're passing the uh, microphone back and forth as Jeannie drives and I do the show. So good input. And then the other piece when I had spoken of, you know, when people are afraid they're going to be abandoned, then they abandon. And as you shared a little more about it, uh, what occurred to me is that um, if I'm left by someone that probably says something about me that, that I hold about myself, that I'm not good enough, I'm, you know, not worthy, I'm not deserving, I can't have a relationship, whatever the dynamic is, and that okay we dropped michael at least his audio his signal is still on are you trying to come back michael all right then michelle can you hear me yeah i'm fine um we can take a call or build uh Constantino is on the phone here um, with his hand up since the start of the show. So actually, Michael just dropped off, so we'll right. wait for him to call back. And oh, you're open, Bill. Yeah, am I on? Hi, how are you? Hey, Michelle, how are you doing? Good. Nice <laughs> to hear your voice. Uh, yeah, it's a lot here. of lot of shaking. The reverberations are felt over here in Lansing about all that energy that's getting moved on Sundays over in Ida. 
Yeah, there's some cool stuff happening. Dr. Tim, how are you, sir? Very well, thank you. Yeah. How can we support you today, or how can you support the discussion? Oh, well, um, I don't know yet, but what I'm calling about (laughs) is just the chirp in terms of what we're doing with this um, 30-day forgiveness adventure. And, um, yeah, we've got um, eight people participating in this uh, a 30-day time frame where <laughs> we're introducing a lot of the uh, uh, a lot of the tools of forgiveness and allowing people an extended period of time to really practice them and actually make the changes in their lives. And um, I think that, I guess in terms of how it would plug into the conversation is that um, what we're really seeing is that um, we've we got to be conscious enough in the moment to actually make a change, to actually do something different, whether it's a worksheet or breathing or um, an affirmation, <laughs> um, a commitment, whatever it might happen to be. But it's, um, yeah, the, the path to growth isn't just this one-time event. It's really a, it's really a lifestyle that you have to cultivate. Um, and what I think we're seeing in terms of um, the forgiveness group is that people are really valuing the opportunity to um, to be exposed to the material, one, <laughs> but then also to have the opportunity and the support of, uh, you know, a buddy and the group and frequent enough contact to um, really reinforce changes that they want to make in their lives. So, um that's pretty much it. I just wanted to, you know, call in. Um, I'm delighted with what's happening and the opportunity to, uh, for me personally, to be able to share the material. And then, two, the the benefit that uh, participants are getting from, from this kind of a format. So um, that's my comment. Awesome. I just uh, wanted to share. So. Awesome, sir. Delighted. Delighted it's happening. I look forward to uh, to how it all unfolds and then seeing what the personal code evaluation scores look like at the end of 30 days. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, well, it was interesting um, because I think, well, I know some people were, you know, shocked by the uh, uh, by the evaluations. Other people sort of said, you know, well, yeah, I can see that. I can understand that. But what's wonderful about it is that everyone has remained engaged and is um, – is digging deeper and you know getting to uh, getting to understand what uh, what drives them and just the stories I'll let you know the participants share with you. I think some have been calling in already, but um, yeah, the progress that people are making in terms of clarity, in terms of the ability to not get triggered uh, or the ability to even recognize that they're getting triggered and to, you know, forgive that, release that more and more quickly. And just, you know, the, the upgrade in terms of the quality of life, it's, it's dramatic. That's really what it's about is enjoying our lives more, you know, more joy, more happiness, more uh, success, more creativity. So it's, um, yay. It's fabulous stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Loving it. Love. Yeah. Hey, Bill, so, Bill, wait, Michael, wait. Yes, sir. Bill, how many psychology degrees do you have? Do you have three have doctorates in psychology degrees. or four? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm uh, a lowly chemical well, engineer by education. 
Oh, wait a minute. You mean you don't have to be a licensed clinical psychologist to run a support group and have people get those fabulous results? Uh, no, actually, you don't. Um, least All I right. Don't well, then I'm, then I'm, I'm especially glad you called because we've been saying that for years on this show, and now you and Susan Darnell are demonstrating it in spades. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is absolutely my pleasure. It you know it truly is. I mean, it's not that it it is work. There's no question about it. There is work. You know, I spent a couple hours this morning just working on getting the next you know the next lesson prepared. And the the other piece is too that I'm making this up as I go. Um, Michael, one of the the things that was going through my mind for quite a while was to you know get certified in teaching the laws of living, which is a you know. A, significant commitment, right? It's five five worksheets a day for 40 days, which, you know, you certainly suggest and I totally believe will transform your life. However, I've not been able to pull that one off, but I'm not willing to let that be my excuse why I can't share this stuff. So, you know, I just put together the, the things that I want to share that have really been most meaningful and most impactful for me, and then um, people love it. And I think that uh, it isn't so much, I think, that uh, you know, I'm particularly brilliant. As the material itself is is timeless, right? It's it's profound, and people get that it does work. And the, and the fact that I've you know I've practiced with it enough and worked with it enough in my own life, um, it, you know, I'm I'm qualified just by virtue of having done my own internal work. And it's that's really what the game is about: is practicing long enough um, that you you just reach a certain comfort level and really a, a confidence level in the material um, that you're just willing to put it out there. And then it just continues to build. And it, it isn't that I have to have every answer or be, you know, eminently qualified. Um, I certainly don't have every answer. But, um, you know, the, the group itself is another another phenomenal dynamic because people offer insights. It isn't as if my facilitating the group means I need to have all the answers. I'm just creating a space, creating a structure. Here's when we're going to meet. Um, here's the types of things that we're going to talk about. So let's get together and um, enroll it out there. So it's um, yeah, it's been a great, great experience and one that I look forward to uh, you know offering again <coughs> sometime, at least once, probably twice next year. Um, Isn't it uh, fun that we yeah. teach best that which we most need to learn? Yes. It is, you know, and, and <laughs> pretty awesome. The fabulous, the fabulous part about it for me, in terms of learning it, is um, is really getting um, what in touch with my own my own inner being as the source of energy and capability to to do all these things that I'm doing. You know, so I mean, my life certainly hasn't gotten any less busy, but um, I'm more able to deal with that busyness and not just deal with it, but actually be productive in it and enjoy it um, by having more and more clear access to my own genuine being. And it's, and the, the beauty is I don't, it's not like I have all these vast plans. <laughs> if anything, I'm living more in the moment than I ever have been, you know, with less, less certainty about what's going to happen tomorrow. But, you know, as, you said many times, Michael, right, you know, let the evils of the day be uh, enough thereof or something like that, right? The evils of the day, right? right? right. Today's, today's unfulfilled mission is sufficient for the day. Um, Absolutely. 
So it's. Well, it's let me let me frame fun. a goal for you. Let, uh, let me frame a goal for you. If, uh, let me frame a goal for you, if I may. I would love sure. it if you would um, kind of document what you're putting together for this 30-day program. And perhaps if you'd be willing to share it, then it's something we could put on the website that others who want to do it, who maybe don't have the uh, experience or the creativity that you have in, in presenting material, might uh, be able mm-hmm. to take it and use it and uh, and carry it forward. I think that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I ha- that's, that's happening as I'm doing it because it's all in electronic form. And, yeah, absolutely happy to share it. So. Fabulous. Two, two other thoughts. Uh, One is that. Um, oh, excuse me. Go ahead. No, I'm happy to do that. No, don't know exactly cool. when I will get to it, but certainly happy to share it okay. um, once we've completed. Fabulous. Well, two other things. Uh, mucho gusto. The, the the results that are coming from the uh, PowerPoint presentation that you did on the worksheet are just fun, phenomenal. Really touching a lot of people hearing back from a lot of people. I post it about every two or three days, sometimes two or three times a day, depending on what uh, posts are on my Facebook page, and, and I'm hearing back from people that are really benefiting from and enjoying it. And the other oh, thought right. that I have is that, that perhaps uh, you want to mark your calendar for uh, February the 18th and mm-hmm. plan, you know, maybe set the vision that that'll be the time to, to get away from winter and do laws of living and then create the space to do the six weeks of homework and complete that process and then have still another uh, uh, process by which you can hand things to people and ah. carry it forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just a thought. We're, we're doing that in yeah. Orlando on uh, February 18th. It starts February 18th to March 4th. So uh-huh. That might give you time to wow. set that vision and settle it in, so you get those five worksheets and the uh, the homework assignments that go with Laws of Living. And Ted, that's that whole six week, you know, the the sixteen day Laws of Living is really powerful. But then, what I hear from the people who do the next sixteen days is that it just goes to, or the next six weeks, pardon me, it just goes to a, right. another level altogether. So, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, so, fabulous, great, all right. All well, right, sir. Well, anything else to folks? Uh, All right. Blessings. Lots of love. Loving it. Thanks, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay. We're holding the space. Cool. And uh, so my apology, my uh, my phone just, you know, cell phones, what can I say? It cut out, so you lost me there for a minute. But I want to go back to that thing because it's a, it's a subtle piece, but I think a really important one around this leaving issue because, as I started to say, when someone is left, maybe we can mute... Uh, Mute somebody there. I'm getting a lot of noise in the background. When um, someone is left, they have to deal with everything in their being left file, which is usually inadequacy, insecurity, I'm not good enough, the pain of when they have been abandoned, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the the subtlety, and I just got it as Jeannie was speaking earlier, that if I turn the tables, if I think I'm about to be left, and instead I leave, then the active brain cells in me are how I left and how I hurt you or was in control or got even or whatever that's all about. And I don't have to deal with everything in my file on being left. And so I I just got on a whole other level why that's such a common dynamic. Because if, if, if I don't have to deal with being left and all the things that that resonates for me, then 
I, I'm, I can pretend that none of that is there because it hasn't been activated by being left. So just a, a subtle point, but an important one. I think Jean's got something else to add. No, no, she's complete. So anyway, that's a fun process. So, Michelle, do we have anybody else with a hand up uh, in the phone queue or anything happening in the chat room? Yes. Um, actually, Dr. Michael, Tim, have any? three people with hands up right now. Um, so let's... Cool. Um, well, if uh, if um, Susan is on, we had I had talked with her this morning about this leaving issue, and so I'd love to have her input because we had a really powerful conversation about it. And I think her area code is 917. She's on. Oh, cool. Hey. Well, let's say hello to the young lady. Hey, Michael, can you hear me now? You're loud and clear, yes. Beautiful. Got my headset on. Um, cool. Wow, so many brain cells were triggered. The thought I had when Bill was on that one thing I can say is, for me, what helps me the most to do this work is um, with the laws of living is staying focused on doing my own work on a daily basis. That's probably... Because I can take somebody where I've been, um, but I find that if I haven't been there, uh, it's it's difficult for me to tell them that it's going to be okay and we can do it. But if I've been there, I can say, I've done this, I know it works, let's go. And, you know, there's something that Terry and I say, I'm convincing because I'm convinced. And if I'm cool. convinced, then I can really, if they hear that in my voice, they know they're safe or they feel safe, whatever resonates their safeness. Um so cool. I, we can maybe write a song about beginning. that too, you know. <laughs> What's that? I'm convinced because I'm convincing because I'm convinced. No, 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 no. The part about you know maybe we can get the Eagles to even take it on and sing it. You know, she can't take you anywhere you don't already know how to go. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds Nobody good. can like take it. you anywhere you don't already know how to go. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So tell me, did you say anything about it at the beginning of the show? Because I came on and you were just finishing up your intro, so I didn't know if you kind of, I didn't want to repeat anything. No, I, I basically said that the uh, leaving issue seems to be the, the topic of the day because the conversation you and I had had, and I didn't mention anything about that. And Jeannie had gotten an email from someone from yesterday's show. So Jeannie shared a little bit about uh, her input on that leaving issue. And uh, so here we are. It's, it's a fresh slate for you to throw out whatever's, uh, whatever's moving next. I, I liked the analogy used of uh, recognize yourself as being in a hole or a tunnel in tunnel vision, and I uh, would love to hear it again for the whole audience. Well, I'll just go back and recap then what, what happened for me. The last, well, first of all, I have made a commitment to do at least three worksheets a day, which usually ends up a lot more than that. And then I breathe at least 15 minutes, which I set the timer for a half hour and uh, have went past that. Every morning and every night is the breathing. So that's, I've upped my commitment to the work, my agreement with my agreement partners. And then uh, Terry cool. and I read the commitment to each other every day, either through FaceTime or over the phone or in person, depending. And he is doing, he's reading the commitment to his mother, which I had made the comment, you know, I think the female in a man's life takes on the work of the mother and vice versa with the male taking on the work of the father, with my father. So anyway, with that being said, there was a lot of dynamics, and the vitality was very, very high between us. So there was a great opportunity for things to surface for me and come up. 
So, but you know, this thing happens that when I'm in this great place and I'm feeling so incredibly good, I am so optimistic. I think I'm going to feel like this for the rest of my life. And then all of a sudden, all you know is like you just got hit over the head with this process. So anyway, and it was it was good, but it was um, it was interesting to uh, witness and be in. So what happened was there was something that happened. I got triggered something that Terry had did or said, and we were on the phone. He got triggered. He said, I'm triggered because you're triggered. i got to go. And that, and then he, for some reason, and we haven't even talked about why, for the next three days there was no phone calls. There was text messages and there was emails, but there was no phone calls going on between us. And usually he calls me like ten times a day. We're talking off and on when he gets a break. So, um Little by little, I start to build a story, and it's my story comes in of being left. And my abandonment was, and I realized what Jeannie was talking, my abandonment was from my, I mean, my power person, my mother. I never put her in that position. I thought it was father. Um, and I thought he left me to the alcohol, but she left me also in a lot of different ways, especially as a baby with this neighbor. And then she left me by taking prescription drugs. So she would, even as an adult, we would be shopping and she would get what she would say was a headache. She'd pop a couple pills and she'd be staring off in space the rest of the shopping visit. And I got clearly aware that she wasn't present even in my adult life, even when she looked physically like she was. So um, when he left for those three days, I went into what I would say was the original trauma of the terror of being a baby and being left. I'm going to die. And uh, it was, I told Michael, it was like I wanted to leave my body. I wanted to get out of it any way possible. It was interesting because I was, um, I noticed I wanted to turn to sugar more than anything. Or I wanted to hurt myself by eating things that I knew was not helpful for my body. So um, another thing that came up for me was, um, the story of blaming him and giving myself a good reason to leave him because, you know, he's this hero. <laughs> anyway, so I made up all this story about him loving money more than he loved me, just like my father, and how he was leaving me to work because he loved money more than me, which is the story I have going about my dad, and um, how I was going to leave him, that he didn't deserve me, and I was going to be the one to walk. Um, I wasn't putting up with that, and and I I couldn't. It just kept on going. And what I told Michael was, um, as the story kept going, it's like the room got darker from the peripheral vision. It just kept getting darker and darker, and the light is almost like a spotlight was on me and the immediate surrounding around me. But as far as being able to see outside of that, um, there was no conscious awareness. You know, I was taking care of whoever spoke to me in front of me at work. And I was doing that, but this story kept on playing. And so um, I finally, uh, I was I was told Terry I was done. You know, I was not coming up this weekend. It's so funny. And he, he, he's texting me these words. He says, I am not the problem. And I would text him back, well, you know when Michael says that you say I'm not angry, it means you really are angry. So you must be the problem. <laughs> It was so funny. I was using the work to justify my insanity. It was so funny. Anyway, so 
continuing on, so finally it comes to me the thought that Michael and Jeannie have been so supportive and so sweet that it might be nice if I at least sent him a text and said we're not moving forward. So that if there is anything possibly that he could say or do that would change my mind, he, he, he could say it. I didn't think it was. And uh, Michael sent me a text and said, why don't you read the commitment to Terry? We're holding the space. And that was, oh, my gosh, you wanted me to read the commitment. So anyway, I did videotape myself reading the commitment because Terry, again, perfectly was not available by phone. And um, I read, I did the video like eight times before I could get it even nice enough to send. And I sent that, and um, I came home. Michael gave me a mind shifter, too. I came home and did the mind shifter and did a breathing session. And I would say after that, it it all evaporated like you would see the fog roll in on the water and then just completely evaporate with the sun when it came out. And it was like what I told Terry this morning. I said, can you believe that had it not been for this work, I would have broken up with you, left the relationship, and this morning woken up to an emotional hangover that would have affected the rest of my life. And how many times have I done that? All the way back to my first marriage, I I remember thinking to myself over the years, um, he would have never left me. He's never left his second wife, and I know they've been through some rough things. He He would have stayed with me for the rest of my life. And I had a story, and I believed the story. And I, at that time, uh, wasn't privileged to have the tools to remove the story or the support team. So is that incredible? <laughs> oh, it's so funny. And, and the funny thing, too, is I told Terry we are not going to have our relationship on that radio show. <laughs> it's so funny, the, the non-being mind that is just amazingly... Just amazing. Okay, I'm done. I think I'm done, Michael. If there's anything else you think I need to add, I will. Well, you know, that's so powerful. And the one thing that you said that you didn't share here when we talked earlier was that the reason you wanted to do sugar, the reason you wanted to leave was your body, was there was so much pain in your body. And pain in the body comes from energies that don't belong in the structure. And so when we give up the belief that we have pain in our bodies because of what somebody else does, and we we give the truth, we give, tell ourselves the truth, that, oh, this is about the content of my carbon-based memory. And the content that doesn't belong is the content that hurts. And as I forgive it, I'm relieved. I can move it forward and move on. Right. Good. Right, and Michael, and so, I, I want to add just... And it evaporates like the, the uh, mist in the sun. It's it exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what happened. And it was that I wanted to die. I didn't want to live. Yeah. You know, it's scary to say yeah. something like that, to think that you can get to that point. But, you know, as a baby, I thought I was going to die. So I had to get away yeah. from him in order not to die. But yet the pain was so incredible that I was running to something that... uh was with the intention of to die. So it's that's insane. That doesn't make any sense at all. It's so insane, anyway. and and death is just an extension of the leaving issue. You know, from a physics point of view, they tell us energy is eternal and there's nothing else. If energy is eternal and there's nothing else, then we must be energy and we must be eternal. Why do we die? We die because we want to leave. We can't. We haven't got the tools to deal with 
what will evaporate in the morning sun, just like you just shared. And if we don't use those tools and if we haven't built the skill set of using those tools, it seems like that fog is so impossible to see through and to go through. But when you bring love, conscious, active, and present, it all simply dissolves and you're freed of it. And that's the whole bottom line and purpose of the work is to do that. And let's end the leaving issue on planet Earth. Let's free ourselves of death, literally. Now, people say, well, gee, Michael, if people didn't die, we'd have overpopulation and blah, blah, blah. We haven't even started to see what human life expressing on Earth would look like. We don't have a clue what it will look like. And let's get to where we have human life available. That is, in every physiological system, we have the awesome active presence of love continuously. And then let's talk about what it might look like if we put an end to death and we actually lived as eternal beings as we're designed to do. So, you know, people die to get away. And, you know, there's, there, after, after years and years and years and years and decades and decades and decades of I don't want to deal with this, I don't want to feel this, I don't want to look at this, you know, an early stage of leaving is things like Alzheimer's and uh, dementia. I can't deal with this. And then do that for so many years, and by 80 or 90 years of doing that, the body dies. It says, okay, I'm finished, I'm out of here. And is it possible we could be doing something totally, completely different? Now, there are people who say, well, Michael, that's fantastical, that's stupid, that's ridiculous. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Okay, let's make the assumption that that whole idea is absolutely ridiculous, ludicrous, and a fraud. Will it hurt you to engage in it? Here's my offering is, it will destroy you to engage in leaving. <laughs> It'll never hurt anybody to hold the space that they could actually experience literal, eternal life in their forms. That's never hurt anybody. But this leaving and this drama and trauma and pain in the structure, and, you know, when you realize the child of three or four, as you were talking about, is in so much pain that it wants to die, that's like how bizarre. What have we been doing to ourselves for how long that that's even possible? And let's heal it. That's all. Let's just heal it. Let's, let's be done with it. So yeah, that's, nice and that's work and you open that's not great conversation. Say yeah, again? yeah, 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 I hear you. I, I was saying that that was infancy that I thought I was going to die. That's terror. That's when you don't have the words to even know what death is. You know, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I hear there's you. no verbal there's no verbal words. It would be nice if I could put it into some kind of construct in my mind and maybe think I could figure it out or at least put it on a worksheet. But there, it's just pure terror that you know you're going to die and your mother has left or nobody's around to help. It's crazy. That's yeah. what I say. But anyway, this is a beautiful process. It absolutely works. My Laws of Living class starts the second Thursday night of November, 6 to 9, in Wilmington. So I just want to announce awesome. that if anybody's around and they're interested, I'm ready to go. Cool. 6 to 9 o'clock on Thursday night, Laws of Living, Wilmington, Eight North weeks. Carolina. Check in with Susan yeah, we're and go, gonna for go it. through that. Yeah, we're going to go through that holiday season. You know, we have a lot of stuff that comes up during the holidays. What a great space to be in. And I was going to say to... Bill, you know, what happens 
that I find when you do a group like this is the vitality of the group is raised to such a level that people have the support and the strength to look at issues that on our own we don't we can't do. It's just not possible. We know we can't so that it doesn't come up. And with that vitality there's so much opportunity. So a lot of breathing and um it's just incredible. I think it's awesome. It's just exactly like what happens at Heartland for those 16 days when we're eating that raw food. And, oh, I want to add another thing. During this time of this coming up, I've been juicing twice a day, just like Terry, with the organic juices in the morning and another one at night. So I think that raises the vitality, too. So, um, stuff. anyway, thank you so much for this show. I'm so grateful it's Friday. Susan, hi. Hey, is this Miss Michelle? Yes, it is. I love you, girl. Um, you're perfect. Michael um, appears to have dropped off again, so um, I just oh, wanted to okay. acknowledge um, the ending of the conversation and um, let you know okay. uh, over, over the last two and a half years that I've known you, um, I see, uh, you know, a, a definite upward trajectory on your ability to, like, move through the relationship issues quicker and quicker there's um you know like a synergy happening because i'm just thinking about some of the ways that you've approached some previous um situations and then the way you're talking about terry it's dramatically different it is dramatic isn't it michelle (laughs) that's wonderful it's dramatic that's right i was gonna say and you are my sister you do know everything Uh, I I love your worksheet, too, the laminated. I want to know more about that. I'd like to know how you did that. Uh, Can you really write on it with a marker and erase it? That's fantastic. You know, I like to get some. Yeah, it can really work. It's really smooth, and what Tony and I like about it is that because the heaviness of the marker, um, trumps the printing on the page. So you can write over the um, language, notes, ideas, thoughts, or maybe there's two goals or you're not sure about what the feeling. And so there's it, all of a sudden there's a lot of white space on the um, page because, you know, there's you can write on top of the writing and not um, affect your ability to use the sheet. So it's just a toy to incentivize, the, you know, well, you know, the wake-up sheet was designed, the name change was to make it fun. Not to make it work, but to make the process fun and enjoyable. So you did that. We took it to another level. Thank you. You're welcome. Did you hear Did you uh, hear my song there? No, tell me your song. All right. It was um, good chatting with you today. And, Dr. Tim, we've got um, a lot of other callers with hands up, so... So, I'm did, did you Thank hear you. Susan's question, Michelle? Apparently you did. No, I, I don't know that I um, caught a question. She's, she's asking you about your song. That's a wipeout song from, like, the 60s. Oh, I thought you played it. Were you playing it in the background? Yeah, you, do you not recognize that, or is, maybe it's not clear? It wasn't clear, no, but I thought that's it wasn't coming through. Right. Okay. Thank you, Dr. Tim. Thank you, Susan. Excellent input. Congratulations on uh, the fog lifting. 
twice and, the and Lord. Blessings and love to you in the pursuit of a, a, a healthier pattern in relationship. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for your support and for everything you do on this radio show and, and, and other places, too. Thank you. You're entirely Great welcome and deserving. Mm. Okay, right. I'm going to sign off. All right, we'll mute you and uh, we'll uh, log in to uh, area code 707. You're in the air. Give us a name and let us know how we can support you. Area code 707. All right, well, that is not connecting. We'll give that person a chance to chat later when they are listening to the call. And, uh, Michelle, is there anything going on in the chat room? They um they tried again. Maybe maybe um they pulled over or something. On you seven oh seven. Are you there now? Seven oh seven, you're in the air. Okay. All right. Uh, so. Tim? I'm here. <clears throat> okay. So we um, have a quiet chat room today and currently no hands up. How was your support group last night? Our, our support group was lovely, but I think rather than talking about that, I should talk about uh, another aspect or two of the leaving. And one of the things that comes up every time we have this conversation is, Someone, whether they raise their hand and talk about it or not, or they're in the support group and talk about it or not, someone interprets what's being talked about as us promoting a position that says you should stay in an abusive relationship. And we just want to clear that up. We want to make a very direct, very clear statement that nothing in this work is directing anybody about how to live their lives. And one of the things I do when I'm in therapy and somebody comes in and there's any kind of physical, verbal, emotional abuse, sexual abuse, one of the first things I say to people is safety, safety, safety. And the only person who can decide for me what's safe is me. And I am given, whether I want to listen to it or not, the very best, highest source of knowledge about wisdom, about what's best for me. And my job is to learn to tune into it and listen and then make the choice of whether or not to follow through on what I'm listening to. Now, often people say, well, I have all kinds of things going on in my head, and how do I know that this is right, and how do I know that's right? The best advice I have for people on that is when I'm actually listening to my best and highest guidance, my still small voice, there will be calm. I will feel peaceful. And so there's a lot of stuff that's been talked about in the last few days on the show and about relationships and people getting triggered. And I want to highlight the fact that 
nothing in the interaction that Susan was just talking about between her and Terry, none of it was abusive. She didn't say, Terry flew into a rage and threw a pot at my head and it just barely missed. She didn't say, I pulled out a knife and tried to stab Terry. And None of that was talked about. What was talked about was people in a text or in an email or on a phone call having an interchange and one or the other or both getting triggered to upset. In that situation where it is not abusive, it's not an abusive pattern of engagement, the very best thing to do that we know of in this work is focus on the inside, dismantle the upset that I have, restore myself to a place where I can hear my own best true guidance, get to the place where I can calm down so that the fog can lift, and then from that calm, loving space inside me, then decide what to do about the relationship. And if you listened to Susan's voice, you heard that when the fog lifted and it seemed to magically get swept away, she was so grateful that she had not left so that she could stay in this relationship with Terry, continue to grow, have the good side of it, etc. And that clarity in her knowing is what should guide her decision. Not something Dr. Rice says, not something Dr. Tim says, not something Michelle says, not something you read in a self-help book. What should guide my choices in my life is my best inner wisdom, my knowing, my ability to tune into and listen to my highest, best guidance. And one more time I'll say, people frequently ask me, well, I have so many ideas in my head. How am I supposed to know which one's the right one? And the answer I give, which has guided me most successfully through my life, is when I'm listening to that inner wisdom, that still small voice, I will feel calm. I will have a certainty. And if I haven't reached that, then I have more inner work to do. I have more tapping or breathing or worksheets or mind shifters or any of the tools that Michael presents or anybody else presents. You know, Byron Katie's work, Ho'oponopono, the Sedona Release Method. There are dozens of very successful techniques out there, schools of thought and techniques, that all in one way or another get at the very same thing. And the very same thing is that inside me is where I create my experience. That by what I choose to focus my thoughts upon, creates my experience in each moment. And if I don't like what I'm experiencing in the moment, the most efficient and effective way to change that is change my thoughts. Step back. Realize that I'm in, in pain. Do what the Course of Miracles talks about for a new beginning. Take a breath. Realize I'm in pain and say, well, at least I can, I can say, I mean, I think I'm right and this other person's wrong, but I can also say I really don't like how I'm feeling. So since I don't like how I'm feeling, I hope I'm wrong about this situation. And I wonder if there's another way for me to look at it. That process is the core of what shifts people out of some of the most long, intracted, entrenched, intractable, that's what I meant to say, uh, 
pains, relationship issues, and internal negative dynamics. And that's the very core of what happens in every system I've ever found that works. So I just want to highlight that. Everything about this work is about keeping people safe, restoring people to a place of that loving, calm, centered, focused space where they can be still, they can listen to their inner guidance, and have then the direction to pursue it. And when, if you're listening to any of these conversations and it triggers you to thoughts of, well, they're just telling me to stay in, 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 a, in an abusive situation and stay and let this person walk all over me, that's your content. This, the content we're trying to get out here is these tools allow us to live safely, sanely, securely in a loving, calm environment that the application of these tools restores sanity, safety, and security, and that everything about this is protecting people from abusive patterns, internal and external. So I'll just take a breath and see if anybody has a quick comment or question, or Michelle, if you want to comment on that before we wrap up the show. We have like three minutes to go. Let's see here. Um, no, no, no hands up right now. What was the, right, that so uh, last thing you um, you you just said about? Oh gosh, no, I, I lost it in my head. It was is how you approached um, not practice the verb you used. Oh, you said um, protective. And I immediately thought, well, if if I'm having energy project protection, does that mean I feel threatened? So that might be opening a bigger can of worms than we have in two minutes. But that was um, the last thing that just came to me. All right, I'm not clear if there's a question in there for me. Well, um, that you. Well, just to expand on what you meant more behind the idea of protection, because how it resonates with me might not be what you meant. Okay. How did it resonate with you? Well, the fact that if I'm um, thinking about protection, it's in response to a feeling threatened. Yes, absolutely. The question is whether or not it's external or internal. And the way to discern that is with my highest and best guidance. And I will never get my highest and best guidance through the filter of anger or fear. So if I really want to stay safe, secure, sane, the first rule, the first law is always to restore the filter of love, the filter of calm, the filter of light to my mind. And only then will I be able to discern whether the internal perception of feeling threatened is coming from an internal source that I can then adjust or it's an actual external threat that then I can have the highest and best guidance to deal with safely. Does that address your question? Are you there? Yes, I'm on mute, and for for right now, yeah, that is is um, helpful, and 
We've got a minute left here, so... All right, so just crank up the outro and um, join us again on Monday and all next week. And in the meantime, thanks for being here and have the best year yet of your eternal life. Thank you for listening to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice and his wife, Jeannie, who present the internal Aramaic process of forgiveness. Michael and Jeannie are here every Monday through Friday on Earth Angels Radio. For more on Michael and Jeannie, please visit www.yagain.com. That's www.whyag. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.